2012 leaving Ipswich by 2013 I had no club not even in Ireland nothing didn't, didn't want to do a thing like I just complete depression complete depression just either just gambling everything and depression didn't want to leave a room didn't want to talk to anyone nothing like it was just horrendous horrendous time like Hey guys, it's producer Ross here and welcome back to another edition of Ross Meets, the series where I catch up with former town players and talk about their careers from the ups to the downs and everything in between. Once again, hope you all are keeping safe and well in self-isolation and have a week down in lockdown and here we go, episode 7 of the series and thank you to everybody who has listened to the previous 6 episodes, hope you've enjoyed them, hopefully they've given you an hour of something to listen to during the current situation we are in. And um, yes, I am continuing my Irish tour. As you know, I've spoken to a couple of former Irish players already in form of Ronan Murray, Billy Clark and George O'Callaghan. Today is the fourth Irish player that I've spoken to, and that is former town fullback Shane O'Connor. And Shane, it was a pleasure to chat to him. Talk about his time at the club, his different moments, different things that's gone in on his life and his career in general. And um, once again, that's another thing I love about social media sometimes. Sometimes I don't like social media, but sometimes I do because sometimes you can reconnect with people and social media is one of those things. Um, I was able to find Shane on Instagram and you know I catched up with him and talked about what he's up to now and asked him if he'd be up for doing an interview and he was up for it and um, we spoke about different things during his time at the club. Um, of course, he started his career at Liverpool and spoke about him going through the academy there, then coming over to Ipswich, playing under his boyhood hero of Roy Keane and that was a big thing for him and uh, different moments during his time at the club. Of course, the Leicester City game in the snow is very much remembered for that game, one of his best performances in a blue shirt. Uh, of course, we mentioned Paul Jewell, and manager that... Didn't really him go eye to eye together and we he spoke in depth about that and then talked about him leaving the club and different things that's gone on in his life and it was just great catching up with him, bringing um, different things during his life that's gone on and him being very open with me. I'm very It was a pleasure to chat to him and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, episode 7 of Ross Meets. And uh, before I spoil it all, let's get into the interview. Hope you enjoy it and let's go. Hey mate, how are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, uh, you know, in these weird, strange times we're living in, what's, uh, how's it affecting you? Uh, well, it's not, it's not too bad for me, to be honest. Like, I'm still kind of um, able to go in and out of work in the mornings and yeah. stuff, like, so it's, it's all right. Like, my missus has to work from home, like, and obviously the kids are home. Yeah. Tonight, my father, it's all right for me, like. <laughs> yeah. So, like, as I normally do, is, you know, you start your career, really. Did you always want to play football was that you know something you always wanted to do or soccer I keep hearing from the Irish lads yeah soccer we call it soccer there's a game of football back here we call it soccer yeah um, yeah I mean when it was when, it, when I was very young obviously my, my granddad would have been big into football and my, my mum played it when she was kind of growing up so like soccer was kind of the thing I was yeah. I wanted to do I think I started when I was four and um, that was kind of all I, I was my granddad was a Magnolia fan so I was kind of Followed him, went to the pole watching matches and stuff like that, and watched them at home with him. So soccer was my my main thing, you know. Um, probably up until I was like ten, and then that kind of when the guy came into it, then it was kind of like a, a mixture. Um, because in fairness, the soccer back here isn't it isn't like it is over there. You know the way that like you have the youth academies over there, and from a young age, the kids are getting in, they're training a couple times a week. Like you don't have that luxury here. I mean, I played for a team over here, and I used to train like I 
didn't train my train once every two, three, four weeks. Oh, wow. So only for the game of football and hardness side, which I was training probably three times a week at, that was the only thing keeping me fit, you know? Yeah. Um, especially when we got to like the later years. So I think that's why when we go over sometimes at 15, you're, you're, you're literally, you're starting at a fresh point of like, this is actually, I'm training all the time to where you're maybe training once a week, once every two weeks before that. Yeah. Um, with a team, you know, in a football environment, like, um, but football was soccer was always what I wanted to do. But believe it or not, I was actually going to. I went. I was on. I think it was under fourteen. I was um, the sport back here hurling. You know, I was playing for oh, my wow. county in that uh, yeah. with Cork, and um, at the Kennedy Cup team, I kind of the manager. It's kind of like a thing. Well, especially when I was growing up, there was like a south side and, and the north side thing, and the manager loved the south side teams. Okay. Um, and the north side didn't really get much of a look in. So even though I was on the team, he didn't. He was rocking kind of playing me, and he used not to play me because he wanted because he was from the south side and he had a south lad. So the Kennedy Cup, I kind of missed it as in playing because and all the scouts. So my mum had said to me, "Look, my mum and dad said, look, you're not obviously going to get picked up now. You need yeah. to f- focus on one sport because they kept clashing." <laughs> so I I went and said, "Look, I'll give up soccer then," and I did. I said, "Look, that's it. I'll give up soccer." And I went to stick with the hurling because I was playing for Cork and, you know, I, I loved it. Like, And um, that summer, my mum probably wanted to move the house, so she put me into this Liverpool Liverpool kind of um, summer camp thing with a few lads that I knew. So I went into that. And um, next thing, I, I done the camp, it was probably, I don't know, a week long or whatever. And about two or three weeks later, my mum got a phone call off this fella Jim Waldron, a scout in Dublin for Liverpool. And he just said, look, um, we'd be interested in bringing Shane over to Liverpool for a trial, like, I was thinking, geez, I have no team, I have to go, go back to the old team here. Yeah. So uh, I, I then obviously I went over and, you know, it worked out for me. The only thing I would say when I was going for my trial was Liverpool were the first team to ring me. And I had this weird allegiance to them that I just stick with them. And I went on trial there the first time. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went back for, the, for a second trial um, to play another game. And then... Uh, I was to go back again the following week for the last trial. The following week where we asked her for the last trial. It was all in the month of September, I think it all happened. Am I going too fast to you here? Am I all right? Am I no, you're yeah, yeah, good. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah, oh, no, sorry. That's right. So, so basically what I've done is I've gone on the last trial, but as I'm going over the last trial, there's a lad from Leicester trying to get onto me. And he said, look, we'll pick you up for Liverpool and bring you to Leicester for your for your uh, whatever, um, for a trial with them or whatever. And I was like, yeah, grand, no bother. So they, they sorted that out. But as I played my last game for Liverpool, they've gone to me, oh, look, um, we don't want you to go anywhere else. And I was like, but there's a fella coming up to pick me up here um, to go to Leicester. Like, he goes, because like, like, Liverpool knew this before I got over there for my last trial. Because obviously I hadn't, they, they booked me a flight over, but they didn't book me one home. So I'm, I, I said, look, I'm literally, your man has literally picked me up tomorrow like, to go to Leicester. I just, and I didn't have a number. because it's not like new, like, and they said, look, promise me you won't go. I was like, how can I promise you I won't go? Like, the man's coming. <laughs> so they literally rang them to tell him, tell him that I didn't want to go there. And I felt this weird allegiance to him that I had to do it. And literally, the week after I went home, the, the club I signed for in Cork, Wilton they were at the time, they had this thing with Liverpool for some reason. They knew him. And that's why I kind of went to them for that my final year. And I don't know that they have, like, uh, one of the fellas in Wilton knew a Liverpool um, one of the Liverpool um, kind of academy coaches or something, and there was a legion there. So your man was like pushing me towards Liverpool from the club, like. But I mean, I remember I had Arsenal come in for trials. Chelsea came in. I think Chelsea offered me a contract on the back of, a, of an Irish game. Okay. 
but I, I literally never heard any of it till like it was too late. Um, I think it was, uh, there was there was a few teams came in and I never they were all offering better contracts than Liverpool were offering me, but because they all told me too late and I had this weird allegiance because they were the first ones to give me a chance. I stuck with them, which I always think like what a muppet like because <laughs> I was like the completely wrong thing to do. Like I should have explored all my options because mm-hmm. when I was in Liverpool, like my first year. You have kids coming in there from Ireland. Like, I mean, remember Robbie Brady, um, a few lads came in and they were like, I remember Robbie, he was he was with us training. Yeah. And he was going to United the following week. Like, And I was like, I only want to go to Leicester and they won't let me go. And this kid's going to United. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that was kind of the only thing I kind of felt I'd done wrong in the process of going over. Like, What did your um, granddad say about you joining Liverpool? Because, you know, he's a big Man United fan. You're a Man United fan as well. So he's like, you know, Liverpool, Man United, yeah, a big rivalry. I mean, I, 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 I suppose I was a big United fan at the time um, but as a player you sort of leave that you know behind you because no, you're like, like I, I, yeah. yeah like I remember I remember my first uh, I think it was I was over there a few months we played United I remember it was at, in United's training ground like, and I remember nailing some fella and he gave me so I think he called me a scouse up like oh, that you man that was just my reaction you just forget about all that yeah. straight away like um, because in fairness I always said in Ireland you support the team and you do, you support them. But over there, it's like a religion. It's your hometown club. It's like, it's what you're born and bred up in. Over here, it's, it's not that like, you're, you're not in the environment you are over there. I remember going, I remember uh, my mates came over to Liverpool, Chelsea in the Champions League. Like, and um, I remember they just, they got caught in a scuffle coming out. Like, oh, wow. and they just couldn't believe how, yeah. like the passion is something different over there. Over here, it's more banter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Between, you know, Liverpool and all that. But over there, like even saying like, it's an art and stuff like it's it's a religion like you know it's it's it's, it's what you live for like you know um, you can't compare like I could drop United at, at, like uh, like I'm more religious than United now do you know what yeah. I mean because I played for them and I have I have more of an allegiance to them than I was United United like, I watch on the telly or I wouldn't it wouldn't bother me like I wouldn't because if we win the league or Arsenal I would do you know that kind of way yeah. it's not as passionate over here like what was it um what was it like? Because you know I've spoken to a few Irish lads already. What was it like coming over to to England? And ask you know you, you were fifteen at the time, did you say? Yeah, I was fifteen. I think I'm trying. I think I was just turned sixteen when I moved over. And I, you know, I kind of I didn't really know what to expect because I said because I never really been involved in a full time training. And when it, when I got there, it was kind of it was it was like you know, it was amazing, like training every day. In, in and out but I mean when you, when you go over you just think I'm just going to go over training I'm going to play football in six months and it's all going to be rosy you know yeah, yeah. you don't understand like the, how how much different it is you go from literally to being the best player of the week on a pitch to like it not being hard at all to going into this pool where everybody's kind of of the same ability and probably some better than you because they may be a bit older and stuff like that and all from this part of the world like and it's completely different and it's a challenge because you're kind of I think at Liverpool you're younger so then the second years get precedence and there's even kind of some third years that are still kind of waiting on. So you're kind of right down the pecking order and they're reluctant to give any first years a go there because of the fact that they want their older lads to do better, you know. And especially in Liverpool, they, they want the scout lads to really do well, you know. They really are. They, they try and push the scout lads to do well kind of before anything else, which is, which you don't really blame them because obviously you want homegrown talent, like, you know, when, when they had Gerard and Carragher and like, people like that. That's what they want to come through, you know. Who was um in your you say your youth team? Who was anybody gone on to play for Liverpool or made a um, career for themselves? Well, Martin Kelly was my age, mm-hmm. um, and obviously there would have been Jay Sperry who played for a while. I think he's at Blackpool now. Yeah. Um, but there was no one really 
can't think of anyone that really exploded on like um, I remember there was a few lads a bit older than me like, like Jack, Jack Hobbs and all them they all kind of done alright at other clubs um, but there was no one really in around mine there was a few younger like uh, Tom Ince would have been a year young two years younger than me maybe he was training quite a bit with us um, Connor Cody sure he's at Wolves he was always a great lad in fairness to him um, I remember him when he's a young lad I remember uh, seeing him play a couple of times I thought he was a good player and then Pops up and tell you a few years later, Captain Wolves, like, that didn't really surprise me that much. Um, I remember Jack Robinson as well, actually, he was kind of good left back, he was a bit younger than me. Um, I think he's at Sheffield United now, actually. I think so, yeah. Um, so a few of the younger lads, actually, in fairness, well, there was a good group below me, and in fairness, they um, they, they, were, they were very good. Like, I remember, because we were the 18s on the bus, they were the 16s, and we kind of be coming up on the, back, on the bus after maybe losing one or two, and you can always hear them winning, thinking, Jesus, but they shared the bus with them, like... Yeah. Did you um? Did you sort of know you weren't gonna probably make make it at Liverpool because you know at the time they were. Ah yeah, look, I, I yeah. knew I knew within I knew within probably six months like I wasn't go, I wasn't gonna make it there like you just because not not because you weren't gonna grow it's just you have a feeling you you just you just know you know and I remember I went away with Ireland after if I was there in July I went to play for Ireland in January um and there was there was a U Cup game that week. And I, in fairness, I was out for two months. I, I kind of got like this little um, stress. I think it was like a stress fracture. Like it was only like a mild form in my back, um, but I had to do like loads and loads of rehab to to kind of to fix it. And um, it was out, must be two three two three months like before I got back. But I came back late November, and in, in January there was a U Cup game, and there was three of us from Ireland. There was me, a lad from Dublin, and uh, and a lad from Sheffield, but he played for Ireland. And there were three of us, um, and he, he pulled us in the offset. Look, you're all caught up for the Irish Cup, but look, two, two E lads, we'd like you to say, Shane, you can go and play. And that's where he's like, you know, you can go there. Um, so I went over and played, but like, I literally, was, I played, it was a cracker of a game against 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 Italy. Oh. And I remember um, listening to Liam Brady next morning on the radio, and he was raving about me. I think Reading were kind of asking about me at the time. And I remember going back, and I, was, I remember I didn't have. In ages, I don't think at the time, and I remember like I did. I was thinking, I was, I was like, how do I get this team here to know that I want to go there? But because um, I knew I needed, I needed something else. Like, but um, because there was too many. Even when I was in the academy at Liverpool, if you were ever brought up to train in Melwood, like there must have been forty reserve people, like you know, and that's not counting people that were on loan. And you're thinking, like, how do you even get through here? Because yeah. yeah, at the time when I was there, it was Benitez. And he had such an anti-academy because uh, well, I, I was under Steve Highway in the academy and Benitez and Highway didn't like each other and there was such a divide between the two places that it was like it was like we were like a different club nearly in the academy, you know? Um, and Benitez and fairness and he, he liked a lot of the foreigners, a lot of the Spanish lads where I think after a couple of years later once he had gone you kind of saw more youth mm-hmm. coming through and more English lads, Irish lads, you know? Um, it was just It was just kind of... It was a great club, but the wrong time for me to even, you know, try and come through at the time. Like, yeah, but a good experience. And so, so were you like a scholar there, or were you actually a what would you call it? No, I was. I was. I was a scholar there because yeah. you know what? Now, I mean, I was so. I remember when because I'd actually not played for Ireland before I gone to Liverpool on trial. Okay. So I actually had no idea about contracts. I didn't have a Scooby Doo. Mm. My family. My, my my dad was a was a kind of a guy. And a gate of football, he didn't have, he never played soccer in his life. So I had no deals with contracts. So when they said to me, Look, you have a two year scholarship, I thought that was like literally what people got offered. 
But I didn't have to sign that. And then I started playing for Ireland. And about three or four months later, they were like, why are you going to Liverpool? And I was like, two-year scholar. They were, and everyone, every Irish guy at the round table going, I have a one-year scholar, two-year pro. And every, literally going around the whole table. And I was like, how did I come out with the worst deal out of all these lads? Do you know what I mean? And I couldn't believe it. But it's just because I was naive, didn't ask any questions. I, fe- I literally felt so grateful that they were offering me something. I was like, look, whatever it is, give it to me. And um, so I took the two-year scholar. But then I think they did give me another year, um, an extra year, just to when I was was at the end of my first year, I think they wanted me to stay for another year because I kind of started to do well. And it, towards the end of my first year, and they were like, "Look, you can have an next year," but it was only a third year scholar thing. You now it was it, it is a, a lot more money, but it still was only a third year scholar. But I did I took that, so it was kind of three years I ended up getting there. Like, and, um, of course, then you left Liverpool and you had tro- did you have a few trials was or was it Twitch the only sort of trial that you were so interested in because of your you know your boyhood no, hero Roy Keane I, I, I tell you I was like Roy Keane's uh, mother's house actually only out the road from my house okay. and I I I was kind of home when I first went over the first couple of months I was kind of homesick mm-hmm. um, I, I was literally I couldn't wait to go home I was like oh, I just need to go home I need to go home and um my my dad's mum actually got on to, I think it was his mum, and they passed through their numbers, and he rang me. I remember sitting, I was in my digs one night, sitting down, and we had a number ringing me, and I was playing FIFA against the young lad, who, who was, you know, obviously the son of the parents in the house. So I, I pick up the phone anyway, it's Roy Keane on the phone, and I remember the kid going to me, going, who's on the phone? And he goes, it's Roy Keane. He goes, fuck off, and he stopped you know what yeah. I mean? Like, go away. I swear to God, and I had to leave the room, and he was on the phone to me, and he was just talking to me. And um, he was literally just saying, look, you need to stick at it. Like, and it was one of them things, like, it was, you know, a fair boost of fairness. Like, I was buzzing. Like, he was, like he's, in fairness, he's from Cork. He's my hero going up. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I, play, I played for the same childhood team he played for most of my childhood. Like, he was my, my idol. Like, and that was, that was kind of my first feelings with him. And then, obviously, he was manager of Sunderland. And we were playing the academy one time. He was down watching. And I spoke to him again then. And, um... He kind of, kind of talking to me, and then like I was kind of in and out talking to him, and he was like, uh, he was like, look, I'll bump into you again, whatever. I was kind of trying to get moved someone to kind of switch yeah. and because um, actually done all right in the game, but then again, I was home at Christmas time again, and he, I can't remember, was he, was he gone from something or what? But I remember, I literally just said, look, I'm gonna call out to his mom's house here and just try and get in contact with him, and he did a fair enough. Like, I went to his mom and he rang me, and when I went back to England, he invited me down to his house in Manchester. So I drove, I drove down to his house in Liverpool and he was asking me kind of all these questions, but he was definitely gone from Sunderland at that time. Yeah. And he was let, let me watch him questions like you play a game of snooker in his house. And um, I remember I remember playing snooker with him and I remember thinking I didn't want to win because I was thinking I don't want to beat him in his own game. And I remember yeah. I missed the red. And I think he kind of knew I missed the red and he said, are we playing a game here or what? And I think <laughs> I ran up to and he just looked at me just to go play properly if you're going to play. Like, I should have known anyway from the start. Like, yeah. And um, I, I remember literally playing a cup game there, and he was only talking about football and, and this and that. Like, and I kind of I had his number from from that day on. Um, and he obviously that that would have been January or February. And I remember I say I I I left Liverpool in probably the April. I just had enough. It was I was like obviously I wasn't playing the games. So I was a third scholar, and I. I wanted to go home with the view of trying to go back in the summer. Now, at the, looking back at the time, I was thinking I didn't know what my plan was because I didn't really have anyone to go back to, I, and I didn't, I didn't have an agent. So I was thinking, well, like, oh, I did have an agent, sorry, but like they were literally doing, I mean, beyond nothing. Okay. And um, I, I remember obviously at home watching the news, and next thing, Roy Keane got the job. Like, 
um, deep as that. I think there was a bit of. I think he was in. There was a lot of rumours going around. He was going to get. The, I think it was QPR at the time or someone else at the time. And it came out that he got the Ipswich job and he literally got the job. And he must have texted him the next day saying, um, Is there any chance you can give me a chance? Uh, whatever, whatever. And in fairness to me, he got back to me and he said, um, Yeah, look, you can come over for pre season. You, you can have a trial and um, see how you go, whatever, like no promises or whatever. And um, the, the woman working in the club, Fran, got on to me and said, You know, come over on, I think it was the, it was the 1st of July that year. And to come over for a trial, so I went over on a trial, and there was, um, I think originally for a couple of weeks, and I, one of them things for the minute you go into the club, I absolutely loved the place. The training ground was unbelievable. The lads were great. You know, sometimes you go into a dressing room and you just know a lot of lads don't interact with you. I remember there was, um, I think Ed Upson was in there, Jack Ainsley, um, they were kind of all in our, dress, our dressing room, and Reggie Lamb and people like that, and they were just literally sound from the minute Tommy Smith. They'd all come over and say hi to you. Jordan Rose actually thought he was still there. They'd all talk to you, say hi. Um, and it kind of made you feel welcome. And uh, I remember training with the club for a couple of weeks. Um, I think the first team went away somewhere for for a match or something. And I stayed and I, I scored I scored three, but they only gave me two on the thing. It's Gordon, I think the name was. Um, I never scored a header. They put it down for a long goal. I was fuming. Um but, uh, yeah, and then they done well. And I remember going to Brian Clough at the time, um, like, absolute gem of a man, I think, mm. just absolute gem. Um, I remember going to him because my trial was up after one of the games and I said to him, uh, Brian, I'm not sure what I'm meant to do here um, because my, I'm meant to go home, but I don't have a flight booked and I'm not sure what's happening. He just turned to me and said, oh, look, you won't be going anywhere. So I was like, all right, happy days. <laughs> um, and I had to wait for... Uh, Roy Keane come back obviously from the thing and obviously went in to meet him and he sat me down in the chair and he goes uh, look this will be the the terms of the thing whatever and I remember I turned around to him and goes Johnny goes this is the terms <laughs> I just said no problem um, so I just took it ran with it it was for a year I think it was a year's contract and he said look you can prove yourself in the year I said great and um, in fairness what I would say about him though is that even though like he gave me the chance and it was great he didn't I think he let other people make the decision on whether I was worthy enough to be at the club. He didn't. He didn't make the decision himself, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of good for me because it wasn't. I didn't feel like he was giving me the chance. I felt like I actually earned the chance to be there through the training sessions and you know the games I kind of played. I think I got fought even the three trial games, which was you know for, which is weird for me. Saying, so I was kind of used to playing left back, but they kind of had to play midfield and, and that in the in the games. Um, but Ryan was like, um, I don't know if you remember, remember him at the club. Yeah, he was, he was like great, like for us as reserve lads that weren't involved. Like he'd bring us in on a Saturday, and there could be only six or seven people there, and he put on just this unbelievable session that would make six or seven lads that should be depressed interested in a training session. He just had a way with everyone and that's why I always say like he's the best coach I could have dreamed to have worked for like or even ever worked with he was just no matter if he was 20 people or 7 people in a training group he knew what to get out of them lads and um, you never you never came out of a session going like oh my god like that was that was boring or you know the same thing again like he always had this knack of putting on a different session and variety just making it interesting like and I always feel like if I ever took anything from someone it was always him I always like look at him and the way he was with people like because I actually think he went back to the club when 
was it Mick McCarthy was there? I think McCarthy. Yeah, him, didn't yeah, he? he um he left for a bit. I think when you know you know Paul Jill and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think I should tell that. Like the, why he when he left, I was heartbroken, and the mm. reason he got left was an absolute joke. But look, so he was I don't know, um, but I was buzzing when I saw he went back because like he was he's a gem of a fella. Like and if, 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 he he should be involved, especially with. If it's like the things he can do for lads is, is unbelievable the way just mentality I think that's a lot of things about keeping lads mentally in the right frame of mind and if there's any man that could do that it was always Tim he was very very good at that like yeah, he gets he get he gets a lot of praise from a lot of players. You know, even my, I've seen I've seen him in action as well and for him he you know took charge of the team he won the youth cup in two thousand and five so it showed like we may have not had the best youth team but we beat the likes of you know Southampton who had you know the likes of Theo Walcott, Gareth Bale, and you know these yeah. you know players. So he's he's yeah he's a gem of a man, and you know he, I'm pleased he's still at the club and he's still doing some massive things. You know bringing players through now, it's, it's, it's you know great and it's great to hear that you know he's somebody you know you you know well as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was gutted when he left, like really gutted. Like in the circumstances he left, when I was thinking like the man deserved much more than that, and. To, to be just and then because he was so important to us at the time and then he was just gone and then there was the, the void he left was, was huge like and then I was buzzing when I heard he went back because like he's, he's irreplaceable in, 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 in clubs like that like I mean there is literally no one else can do his job in that area like there's nobody like, he'd go to any club he's just infectious like you know and I just think he, he was seriously undervalued like because I think even for Roy to let him go seriously undervalued because all of a sudden, you have lads that aren't playing, and there's nobody there talking to him. There's literally there's nobody lending an ear to him, and he's he, like, you know what I mean? Like that, that 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 side of the game was seriously undervalued. I think I think letting him go was a big mistake. Like they're sometimes the sort of unsung heroes, aren't they? Because they're in, you know in the back, you know back door, you know sort of there just to help players when they're not really you know in the public eye, you know, and you know telling yeah. these stories about you know about Brian is is great because. You know, we won't know about this because it's behind closed doors, really. Because he's helping, you know, players who just need a, a shoulder or you know whatever, just to have a chat, really. And as you said, he. Well, that's why I don't think the managers know either, though, because they don't. Yeah. Like, they, they they're probably on the team bus or they're at home on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then you're you're getting brought in at ten o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and then you're thinking I have to go and watch that match later, and not even yeah. in the squad. But you have this man here who's putting on a training session that makes you forget about it for two yeah. hours. You know what I mean? And you're thinking, fucking hell, like, how did he... You come out of the training session early, happy, and then realise you have to go to the game anyway, you're super upset again, but at least you had two and a half hours of forgetting about it, you know, because he was able to do something and change him and make it interesting, like, and I always I always respect him a lot for that, like, you see even the lads who, like, I was only young at the time, but lads who were training with us that were experienced, like, and you'd see them actually doing the session properly in respect for Bry. And because he was he was putting on a session and he could relate to him, he was he wasn't there just going look your hair, do the session, which a lot of coaches would do. Yeah. Like they'd say, look your hair now, you listen to me. Uh, he was just understanding, knew how to speak to people, treating them with respect, and I, obviously he got it back in abundance. Like and that's why people like me, who I only had what six months team, not even six months team with him, and I, he's obviously the best coach I think I've ever worked for. I'm only sorry I didn't get to work longer with him. You know? Do you know why he got? You know, is it because of Manny or was it just? Disagreement or no, something like that. There, there was there was a story. I'm not. I, there was a, there's a story that he we I was we were, I was actually out at the time with my knee. I hurt my knee with my medial ligament in my first few months there. Unfortunately, I was out for two and a half months, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was bringing the lads in on Saturdays. I was saying to you, and um, the gym session was done. 
and he got let go because he left before the gym session was finished. Oh. Um, that was the story of why he got let go. Like, and I was thinking that was unbelievable. Um, like he'd done his part. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was he meant to do? Stand there and watch us finish a bit, a bit of weights, like you know. Um, I always felt like why the man was was gone for what so many years after that, and I, I was good to see him go. You know, um, I know, I know. Obviously, with Roy Keane at the time was because of respect, and mm-hmm. you know, like see a job. But I just, I thought it was for what what he done for the, for us. Like I couldn't believe that he was gone <laughs> after what such a minor thing. Like, so um, we'll go on to sort of your debut now as well. Um, can you remember much of your debut against Shrewsbury? Um, as a cup oh, win? yeah, Jesus, yeah, I can remember, remember that, like yesterday. Yeah. I, um, I remember being told to warm up in the first half and I must have been warming up for 25 minutes. He's going to be on here a lot. And uh, so I, I think he brought me on the second half at some stage. And I remember Paul sent me one stage about 40 yards out. I remember hitting, uh, I don't know, didn't nearly go in, but I remember thinking, fuck, that was close. Like, um, but I remember three all draw going to penalties and um, and uh, us winning the game. Like, But I remember I remember him caning a few people at half. It was kind of my first experience of, 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 a, of a kind of a, like a competitive game being in the dressing room. And I remember at half time he was livid, like going through a few people. Like, I remember thinking, Jesus, don't want that to be me. Like, um, And he. Uh, because obviously the team he put out was, was a lot different to the one on the Saturday that started the game. It was kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of, I don't want to say fringe players, but it kind of, it kind of was a lot of them because it was a few. I mean, Johnny Walters were playing and, and people like that. Uh, I remember Jack Hallback was playing. I don't know, it was Jack's first game, actually. Mm. Um, but like it, it was kind of fringe. I remember Ed, I think Ed made his, his, his first start as well. I think he scored a penalty. Um, but it was, yeah, I remember the game well. Like it was buzzing because it was obviously. You do I mean, I think there was two shorts on the thing after the bag. I think I took two. Because <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to get this again, so I'm taking the ball. Yeah, I'm looking at the two now. You know, you got Shane Suffolk and goal. Um, you know, you said Jack Ainsley starting, Alex Bruce, Tommy Smith, you know, young Tommy Smith then. Uh, you said Colback as yeah. well, and, you know, Reggie Lamb as well. You mentioned you actually replaced Owen Garvin in that game. Um, I replaced Gareth. I couldn't yeah. remember who I came on for. Yeah. Gareth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gareth, because I tried, yeah. It was a young enough team that, I remember it was a young enough team that went. Yeah. Um, but we, we, I remember we just, we just about got the job done that time. Yeah, that must have been, did you, could you, I don't think you took a penalty in this game, but did you, were you prepared to take one? Did you sort of like put your hand up and go, yeah, I'll take one if, if need be, or were you, you know just what? Like, I, I, I genuinely wanted to, but I was that kind of like, uh, I, I didn't feel I was, I was, I was like, oh no, do you know what, like, I, I was kind of like waiting for him to come to me instead of me going to him and I, I think a few people had already and I remember I actually remember especially Ed like he was like if you want to see the difference of two people like I think maybe it was the confidence but like he was like yeah I'll take it and I was kind of like waiting to be asked instead of going I'll take it mm-hmm. I would like just take one for the crack of taking one to be honest with you yeah. um, to say I took one but I remember and I remember Ed standing out with me in that conversation that's the only thing I can remember from the hood and front of the shootout yeah. was him going I'll take one and I was thinking, geez, you're some bottle on you, don't you? And because um, I think I more wanted to take one without asking, but he just went, "I'm taking one." And it was because there was a few people that could have took one over him, you know, because he was young, like he must 18, 19, whatever he was. So in fairness to him, um, he stepped up and he. I remember him scoring. So like he, he used to take him for the resies. He was the number one taker, and he. I don't think I ever remember. I don't think he ever missed one. To be honest with you, he was a uh, he was quite confident, confident lad. Surprised he actually went in fairness that year. Um, Good player, very good player. Surprised he didn't, he wasn't kept on. Like he's done well though for himself. I think he went to Millwall, and I think he's at Bristol Rovers now. So he's done. Yeah, and he was at Yeovil. Yeovil, well, yeah. Um, and he's done well. Like he's, 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 he's
Um, good, like gifted left left and right mm. foot. Like his feet were. I remember seeing him training a few times. It was like one of the things you'd look at him and go, like, there's not many people that would have the feet you have. Like you know, um, maybe fitness at the time was maybe something might lend them. That's the only thing I could think of because mm. football wise, there wasn't a lot of people that would you take is better footballer than at the club even that were in the first team. Do you know what I mean? He was very good, like passing. So I wasn't surprised he went on to to play like at a at, at, at a that at similar level, even championship. When I was at the one was at Millwall was a championship. Yeah. But um, he was he, he was a very good player. Surprised he did leave. Cause I thought he would have done a job. Like yeah, definitely. That's just one of the one of those times when there was a lot of in midfield. I felt like there's a lot of young players coming through. Like Luke Hyam was coming through at the time as well. And yeah. of course Roy was yeah, a big yeah. fan of him. But um, you, of course, then it took you a while to. You said you had a few injuries because it took you a while to make your first league debut. And make it Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. How was that experience going to Hillsborough? Of course, part of the winning team and starting your first, you know, championship game. Yeah, that must have been a great yeah, day. Like, in fairness, because when, when I hurt my knee that time, I think it was August, September time. I hurt my knee, and I was kind of out to like November. And I think it was literally like the best thing. Or it was December time, I was out. To, I think it was the best thing to happen to me because I was put in the gym and I literally was with Ben Thatcher and David Norris because David Norris done his knee in the first game of the season that year I was at the second game remember yeah. um, and he, he was out for months and the three of us were in the gym every day and Ben Thatcher was a living nightmare the man just loved weights and he would be dragging you and I remember I hated him at the start because he kept making me do things I couldn't do I couldn't do he's like look at you cheating and he, was running, he just kept on at me and kept on at me and kept on at me and eventually I just I got I got better in the gym started doing things he'd do um, and, and obviously Chuck Chuck is just a machine like so he was just able for anything but like it literally built, I, got, I got a lot stronger um, I got a lot fit, a lot fairer because once we were able to run on the pitch we were do, we were running every day together um, like Ben Thatcher was in 30 dreams playing but sure he's fit as a fiddle um, and obviously Chuck coming back from his knee but we, we kind of pushed each other and I got really really fit um, at, at that time but when we came when we came back in the January time um uh, there was the gaffer and or, or he had this obsession with bleed tests and I remember the, the first bleed test I must have came back to do and as I'd gone to do it there was most of the resis and there was a couple of first team I think Alan Quinn was there and a couple of other lads and um, he says uh, as he's walking through the middle of the bleed test he's gone you better win this today to me you know <laughs> I had no intention of winning at the start but as soon as he said that I was like right but I did I won it and then we had another bleed test Literally, I'd say two or three days later, or maybe a week later, and I won it again. And then we had another one. Must have been only a week or two later again. We, we must have done three or four beat tests in the space of a month, like. And I, I remember I won them all, and he made, I think he ended up making me captain of the reserves. Mm-hmm. I think because basically he liked my mentality. Yeah, I genuinely do. And he made me captain of the reserves for about three or four games, and I played a game on the Tuesday or Wednesday before I made my debut. I scored two, and. Um, it was kind of at a stage where I felt my confidence was, was literally flying. Um, it's probably one of the most confident I'd been. I think Ben Tasha went left back at half time and I got two in the space of 15 minutes, second half, and left me field. And um, I hurt my ankle and I, he, made, he made me come off straight away. And next thing I knew, I was travelling on the Saturday. I remember going for a walk and the physio says to me, um, Matty says to me, uh, Is your leg all right? And I've gone, ah, It's a bit sore. Like, well, 
I'll be, be grand like you know and he's gone I goes I'm only going to be sitting in the sand aren't I and he's like I don't know about that and I've gone I'll just be grand I'm only sitting in the sand like, it's not going to get hurt in the sand is it yeah. and we've gone on a walk and he's gone I wouldn't count on that like going, well the worst case scenario is I'm sitting on the bench isn't it so don't, I wouldn't worry too much about it and because um, I hadn't been in the squad before that like not even like nothing near it like so I was just next thing we're sitting in the sitting in the team room and he pulls over the sheet of paper and he, <laughs> he has my name in the left back David <laughs> Delaney turns around looks at me and goes uh, you're in for a no son <laughs> God <laughs> Jesus And uh, I just I just uh, To be honest I was buzzing I wasn't even worried I was just buzzing Like I think even I forgot about my leg I got my leg strapped Before the game And I'm standing there in the, in, On the pitch And um, Damien's playing Left centre back Like And he's just turned to me And there's this, this, this music Hillsborough plays And I was a little bit Nervous in fairness I was trying to go oh, This is a bit Because they, they The stadium was, was, was Wasn't full But there was a good Good crowd there 20 odd 32 and I've never played in front of that so I was thinking jeez this is a new experience Like, and Damon turns to me and this music plays and next thing I look at Damon there he is this is what it's about I love this song <laughs> and he literally relaxed me by just doing that because yeah. I was like it's only a game of ball Like, and I just um, we kept a clean sheet we won one nil Carlos Edwards got a cracker and um, I was buzzing absolutely buzzing um, and I kept my place for a while in the team Um I think we played Scunthorpe on the, on the Tuesday after that. Um, I made a good header. I think we drew one all. I think David Heaney scored. And um, we kind of went on an all right run then. We kind of kept a few clean sheets. And he was kind of a bit wary with me because I remember Keane saying to me, I don't really want to be playing every game. When it was kind of where I wanted to play every game because I was playing well. Like, um, I remember he took me out in an Easter game against Redden, but then put me back in on the Monday against uh, Derby away that we won. We actually won both their games. So we actually got on a good run of form towards the end of the season that year. Um, but I think we were just too far away from kind of close to the playoffs or anything like that. Like, we were never going to make that kind of run. But um, we kind of made a good run, in fairness, um, towards the end of the season. I played, must have been 12 out the last 15 or 16 or something like that anyway. Yeah, I got your um, you've got your stats and games up right now. You know, you played thirteen games in that season. Um, of course, that, you had a good game against Cardiff. I think I remember a two 0 win there. I think you got praised yeah, a lot yeah, for that. Yeah, that's one that sticks out. In fairness, the Cardiff one. Yeah. Um, it was my home day. It was my home debut yeah. because I tell you a story about the Cardiff game because okay. I I got dropped. We played Blackpool on the Saturday before that, and I got dropped from that squad because on the Friday, listen, Damon Delaney actually he's a recurring team here. Okay. On the Friday, we used to do boxes right. Um, which is kind of like uh, you know two in the middle and pass around the side like we do that a lot in training and on the Friday we normally do that and kind of like a little game and a bit of shape or whatever so we've done the boxes but like in the boxes I'm telling you now Damo was a wind up Martin and the lads were just stitching me up and I mean now leathering the ball at me but they kept putting me in the middle for it obviously because I was a young kid and every time Kino looked over I was in the middle and I, I think I, and then um, so anyway we've done the boxing and I thought nothing of it like I'm fuming at Damon like, fucking shit passing this and that and the other and I've gone over to, and the next thing they've called out the team and I've got I've, I've played now every game up to this point like, I think I've played three or four or five in a row up to this point so I think I'm playing like and um, anyway, anyway I'm not called over I can second I'm on the bench so anyway the lads go over to their set pieces we kind of do our own bit and then we're going in afterwards and Dean Rosinha calls me and he's gone He's got hey, you've had such a nightmare, son. You've gone from starting to uh, to being on the bench because you were so bad in the box. Because he literally scribbled my name out and put Liam's in. He dropped me for Liam because of how bad I was in the oh, box. Wow. But it wasn't that I was bad. It was because the lads were stitching me up. But not only then did I get dropped, 
from the team. I actually got dropped from the squad. Oh. I only had out completely. I was absolutely fine. And uh, on the Sunday, we came in for training. And we, uh, we were training on a Sunday. And he pulled me aside. He got, whoever trained like that again, you'll never pay for me. But I was lucky because the lads got beat one in the Blackpool. I got put back in on the Tuesday. I was thinking, like, what was I thinking there? Like, yeah, yeah, that's one of the. That's one thing about training, you know. That's sort of good advice. So, you know, sometimes the manager is watching you all at the whole time, and you know, you could start one week and then one bad training yeah, session. Which I was literally starting on the way out and then just done. But it's not the only time it happened. A couple of times, just thinking weird, weird explanation. I remember another time it was the following year. Remember Chris Cromwell was the door manager, and he's got a chain. We were starting on Saturday. The first thing was kind of one of them where I was only kind of getting back in from a hamstring thing and I was only getting back and he said Shane you are starting Saturday and he told me this on the, on the Thursday right we came in on the Friday I hadn't even trained I came back in on the Friday Chris has gone Shane oh, you're with us son you're not even in the squad <laughs> 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 what can I have done in my sleep yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I don't want to bring this up as well but um, during, there's one game against Doncaster of course you gave away a penalty <laughs> I don't want to <sighs> you know in terms of you know a defender that happens you know he's a young kid you know did you know the gaffer, the Roy. Did he give you a bollocking for that? Be, yeah, he did. Yeah, about twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you know what though? It was it was an absolute horrific header by me, yeah. and I put it up in the air, and I felt Morph could have came for it because I felt it was up in the air that long. Morph could have came and took it. So when then the man's come inside me, but I've not pushed him. Like he's literally. Like, I think even because I actually Sean just was me a couple of times after that game. Mm-hmm. Um, because he thought he'd play right. So I was marking Jess, J. Manuel Thomas in the game, and for the first 15 minutes, he's absolutely abused me. I thought, what am I going to do here to stop this fella? And I just thought, I'm just nailing him. And I just went through him a couple of times, and he, he kind of stopped, and he kind of didn't get anything else off me. And um, I think Sean tried to slime me a couple of times because that game was all stuck out with him. I remember him saying to me, he goes, I don't think that was a pen. And he goes, it wasn't. I didn't push him. Now, I, I would have, I, I leant into him, but I didn't push him. Now, is a, your man's bought a penalty, and in fairness, it looks like a penalty, and I still to this day, it wasn't a pen, because it gripes on me, because I, I remember thinking, fucking hell, because I cost us three points, because it was one all after mm. and um, he abused me 20 minutes in the dressing room, absolutely got it, I he got it, um, and so there's nothing you can say back, you can't wait a penalty, there's nothing you can do, you know, I put myself in a position because it was a crap header, like even if I say it's not a penalty, well, just hit the ball away, you know what I mean, like it wasn't a hard header, Um but I, I remember put myself in the office because I felt more for the game and he didn't and then I, I kind of panicked a bit and that's why he kind of probably bent into your man and let him get wrong side. But yeah, um, it didn't matter whether you were 17 or 31, you were getting it off uh, the gaffer in the dressing room or something like that. Like. Um, you, of course, you were rewarded you know, for your good you know, appearances at uh, two years ill, I think it was. Yeah. Um, did you feel like, okay, here we go, kick on, let's go for it? You, I think during that season your first season you rejected like a sort of low move because you wanted to sort of I think that's I think that's right hopefully I've got my facts right there um, no, well, no first, did he, I don't think my first I think my second year okay second year I, no yeah it was my second year he wanted me to go on loan to where uh, I can't remember where well I pulled me in his office because the season started and Hereford well, I think he it was wasn't in I think he signed Mark Kennedy mm. and Darren O'D he brought down and I'll be honest with you it didn't it didn't start well for me with the contract because he offered me a contract right and I was like you must be kidding me like like you must be kidding me I must be literally the lowest paid player in the club if you're offering me that and I remember my 
I, I remember when, when, the, when the agency, I didn't have an agent. When I first came, I'd done my own thing when I came to this job with my contract. And I'd done my own thing. Um, I didn't want an agent because the other one had done nothing for me. And um, I just said, look, I don't trust them. And I remember Ben Tafter, obviously, who him and Roy didn't get on. He was becoming an agent at the time. I remember sitting in Alan Quinn's can, snatches on the... He's on the on the on the on the loudspeaker and he's on. I'll make you a millionaire, say no son, you stick with me and all. I, I thought I was right with him, I loved him like yeah. and um he he said um Roy said, Look, if anyone if anyone goes with Ben Ben Thatcher, I won't be dealing with you, won't get a deal with the club, whatever, whatever. And I've gone I've I I've then not gone with Snatch because of that reason, but then I've kind of ended up falling out with Snatch because he felt I should have been more kind of logical, which I should have, because he was very good to me as well. He was, but when I was injured, he was the one who got me through it. Like, and um, I ended up going with this other agent who kind of further down the line done me over again. So I ended up going with him through a fella that I knew, and he goes to me, "This is the best they can do." I was like, Are "You kidding me?" Like, I goes, "It's barely anything more than I was on last year." I goes, "There's literally lads. I played more games than last year on like ten times what I'm on." Like, and um, he's gone, "Oh, like this is all you can get." Whatever. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, so I I remember. I remember Roy got on to someone else and he was r- raging that I wouldn't sign the deal that he was offering me, which I felt a bit hypocritical of him because I remember reading things about him not signing contract. Now, I know it was United, but I was looking for a smidge in the career what he was looking at and I just felt I deserve more. And what I said to my agent at the time, because they're not looking to claim me here because I go, if, if they're offering me this money, then it's not what they're... They're looking to bring in someone else. He obviously doesn't want to play me. And... Um, when I got back, when I got, he made me come back because obviously the first team had the date to come back to training, which I had, and I think the Resies or you team had had the week before, and I got and Fran had to send out a message to me say you have to come back the week before because he wants to see you the week before. So I had to actually come back before everyone else to see him. Now when I got back, my squad number was changed from thirty to number three, which might think, oh well, look, he does have in his plans to pay me if he's giving me number three, you know. Um, but he pulls me into his office and he just absolutely slates me. This is my first day of pre-season now, and he is slating me, saying this and that. Who do I think I am? Should I take this? Why? 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 Aren't I, I still, I still hadn't signed the contract, but it's my contract was technically up. I hadn't signed it, um, so he's like, "Why aren't you signing the contract?" And I was just like, "Money, whatever he goes." That, that, and then I remember, I remember, I, I, the, the only regret I have is taking that contract because it. I, I was kind of under, I was never on good money and I was always kind of under a little bit of financial pressure and I think what dragged into that season and with me was I was taking stuff from home onto the pitch. I was never able to just concentrate on football. I was never given the luxury. Lads were able, I was always chasing and trying and trying to make up stuff and I think they, he could have took, because he knew, because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story that actually no one knows, right? Okay, it's the gospel truth. I actually told people that, I, th- I don't know, um, I, I, oh well, half the story is true. What I told people, but I I actually had a car. Um, when I was a lift, I got a car. It was a red Audi cracker of a car. Um, brand new at the time. I think I was paying three hundred and something pounds for it. At the time. And I got to lift, but when I was in Ipswich, right, the, uh, about eight o'clock in the morning, one morning, the bell is ringing in my gaff, ringing, ringing, ringing. Yeah, who the hell is that? People have come to take the car away. They're literally repossessing my car, like in like the November time. I'd only signed there. So, like, I'm afraid to answer the, phone, the doorbell, don't answer the doorbell, and they take the car away. So, I remember going into Fran in, in, in the Ipswich PA, like, and I remember saying, oh, look, my car's gone. Um, I, thought, I goes, I don't know what to do here. I obviously owe these people money. I remember they starting out a thing for where I could pay pay the money, like, or whatever. But I remember going into into the gas like, and he said, well, what's wrong with you, whatever. And I remember telling 
and he was like, um, he basically said you, you didn't, you shouldn't have had that car anyway. You didn't deserve it because I hadn't worked hard enough for it. You, like it was right to get rid of it. But I didn't really get rid of it. It was taken off me. Like I just told people that because obviously I had to think of the story. He said, look, you told me to get rid of it, whatever. And um, I remember thinking, like, I remember him, him know, like him knowing what he knew, how much struggling I was going through, and then he was still. I think he was offering me. I think when I went there, it was on seven hundred for my first year and then when after we playing them games I think he upped the offer to 1100 okay. and I was just like there's people on 5-6 grand here that aren't playing games and you're offering me 11 and I was thinking like it must be off your mind I remember going in to sign the contract with Simon Clegg and I've never, I, I, I didn't have much season with Simon Clegg I didn't really get on with him so I always felt he was kind of snidey that's not that's snidey but um, not sincere like you know what I mean I always felt he wasn't really he wasn't really talking to you. He didn't really care. Yeah. But I remember when he sat down with the contract, I remember him looking at it. And I remember him looking back and he goes, are you sure you're okay? He literally said it once, are you sure you're okay with this? Is this enough? That There was his exact words oh, to me. Gee. I said, no. I said, obviously not enough because I said they're not enough a hundred times. And he's gone, right. And he goes, are you happy to sign it? I go, and I was like, I have no choice to sign it because I've tried to leave. I can't because obviously you now they'll owe a, whole, a load of money because I'm after playing a certain amount of games. And I've gone, he's not budging anyway. So if I don't sign, I have nowhere to go. Um, so I signed the deal, um, which I think was 11. But I think it would double if I played um, games or there was a certain amount of money if I, if I played a game. Um, but not if I came on. So if I came on, I got nothing. So I was like, so then when I was on the bench, he was being mad. I was thinking, I'm still struggling here and you're just kidding me. So then when he brought in all these other left-backs, he goes, no, I'm not even going to be playing. So I'm kind of battling two demons in one. And um, I remember going away with Ireland. And I, I played against um, the second game against... Who did we play that year? Exeter in the, in the League Cup. We had a good yeah. run in the League Cup that year. And uh, we played Exeter. We beat them. I played against Burnley at home. I thought I'd done quite well. And then he brought in Darren Rodney the next week. I was on the bench against Palace. I came on against Palace. came on against Bristol City at home. came on against them. And then I went away with Ireland. Um, and I actually tore my hamstring. And as I've come back from tearing my hamstring, I'm walking down the corridor and he's gone to me, why are you going away with them? Or he said something about them lines about Ireland, what are you doing away with them? And I was like, I had no choice, you have to go. Like, And um, he just said, like, well, that's you done for a few months then, like, you won't be involved. Like, And I was just like, how is it my fault I got injured? Now, it was only out for about five or six weeks, but I literally didn't get near the first team for nearly three months. Like, And it was, I think it was only because... With the reserves, I was playing left back reserves, and it, it was kind of one of them. I still my confidence was quite high, and I was playing left back reserves, but I was literally nearly scoring every week. I was out right wing when I was meant to be left back. I literally not so condescending because I just found it so easy, mm. and it's amazing with the confidence because two years later in the duel, I was crapping the reserves like barely move. I just I didn't know what to do, but it's just amazing the confidence. Like I I found it so easy, and I remember him just him putting me back in. He actually put, brought me on against Swansea. Because um, we, well, in fairness, the team were doing really well that year. We were up there at the top of the table for months when I was out. Um, remember, I think we were must have been in the top two or three for two or three months, weren't we? Yeah. And we kind of started to started to fall down. Then we're definitely in the top six, um, and then we started to fall down. And I remember he brought me on against Swansea at home, which I think we won. I think um, wasn't it? Andros got a header in that game. They no, we lost. We lost three one, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, we probably we lost three with one, but Andros, yeah. like, do you know I think we won? I think Andros is header. I think that's what yeah. I think we won. Because I still remember celebrating. Yeah, good, yeah. Because um, oh, they got late goals or something, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and then um, I got left out completely the following week. I wasn't even in the squad. I think the, the lads were away to Preston. 
and then obviously the, the following game was the Leicester game, mm-hmm. and I was pulled back in for that, and that was the uh, that was the game then where I felt that was the best the, the best I was playing was then because I felt I was after going through a bit. I didn't really care, and I was just I was flying even in training. I was flying. Um, and then obviously I dislocated my shoulder on Christmas Eve because Aaron Lee Barrett came down on top of me with Darren Rodin dislocated my shoulder and obviously then Roy had gone and Paul had come in within the kind of time we was I was trying to get back mm. Shall we um, quickly talk about the Leicester game that was a, a very interesting night or day I mean um, against Leicester of course a very snowy day um, yeah. did, did, you know, what's your memories from that day in terms of like you, you were seeing the weather you know, were the I, players I just hoping it was going ahead because it was on Sky I, I, it would have been my first game on Sky and I was just praying because I knew I was playing I was like oh, just please go ahead please go ahead and um, and it did like, and I remember even during the game like it was it was like God, the, like the Leicester lads were obviously trying to get because they were like, we, we, we had the game done within 20 minutes like, and they were literally trying to get a call off for the whole game onto the ref like what's going on here what's going on here and I remember they pulled, they pulled us off after what 55, 60 minutes mm. whatever to go to the dressing room I remember the ref coming in. I remember we needed the three points. I remember the ref coming in. I remember Roy just saying to the ref, this isn't getting called off here. I think Sven said something. I think he just, he made a bolt out the door and then Sven didn't say no more for the rest of the time. And um, the game went ahead. I think the only reason the game went ahead because of Roy is I think he literally said, don't you try and take this, to call this game off. Because I think they were that afraid of him. You know, because like, we needed the three points at the time. Like, and we worked our way into the game. There was 67 minutes gone. They played that long, they might as well finish it out. But it was a mad game. It was a it was a mad game. I remember getting pulled off a couple of times because of the snow from to clear the lines. Um, even in the warm up, you were thinking like, how is this going to go ahead? But like, I think it was one of the best games we played about two months at the time. Yeah, that was a, that's a game that a lot of you know when I've spoken to a few town fans about you know yourself that people always rave about your you know performance in that game. Of course, your assist for Jason Scotland's goal and just yeah, of course it was a. I've watched it on YouTube a few times. Yeah. But I, I, I think I think yeah, it was the snow. Everyone goes if it was snow, every week I would have played every week. I think you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, of course, then you know after that you didn't play for a while. Of course, then Roy Keane, you know, got sacked. What was your first reaction? Where were you when that sort of got announced and stuff um, like that? I, I, was, I was at home, um, and obviously I texted because obviously I had my. Roy was always very good to me. He would never came over if it wasn't for Roy. He was very good to me. Obviously, just a couple of certain things I didn't agree with. I think he could have done it better. I felt he took things sometimes personally with me. But I think overall, he was very, very good to me. And I remember I actually went to his house after he was sacked because just to talk to him, to see how he was, whatever. Because like, I still have a lot of respect for him for what he done because he was he was very good to me. And I, I felt there was a lot of lads were... Now, in fairness, there was a lot of lads afraid of the way he was because like, in the corridor, you couldn't walk down the corridor. You wouldn't know what mood he pain someone for no reason but I felt a lot of lads were very very happy got sacked which I felt was it was very like a party which I felt was wrong because at the end of the day like it wasn't him that was it was going out on the pitch losing the that drops down the table do you know what I mean I know he maybe create an atmosphere or whatever but it wasn't him and I felt like we'd let him down um, even though maybe I didn't play it as much but I felt like I would kind of come into my own and I felt like finally broken him down because I, I literally felt he was going to play me I finally got on the good side of him and then he gets sacked, and I'm like, for God's sake, like, now a new fella's coming in. And I felt, I remember the first conversation I had with Paul Jewell, and he says to me, all right, how are you? And he's gone, your man got the sack. That was the way he phrased me, your man wow. got the sack. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, I, and I think you could see I was gutted about it. But I was gutted about it as well, because, like, 
I was annoyed at some people's reactions towards him getting fired because I was thinking it's unnecessary at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? You shouldn't really celebrate some fella losing his job. He wasn't bad to everybody. He was. He just wanted to win. He was from United. He had this thing of wanting to win. And that's the way he was born and bred. He just, he just, he didn't accept people losing or accept people losing or wanting to not be the best. You know what I mean? Not be top of the league. And I think sometimes that's where we players and him clash. Like, um, and I just think I was gutted when he left. I felt, I felt he could have turned around with time. Um, but they brought in Paul, and I think I just think for whatever reason he didn't like me because he felt I'd leech the Roy, which I, I didn't have an I didn't I didn't like. I mean, you have a new manager, you're going to work for that manager, you know. But I just think from the get go, he did not like me. And for whatever, because I actually came back a few weeks early for my shoulder, like because I mean I was on my shoulder. On, I done my shoulder on Christmas Eve and I was back by the second leg of the Arsenal game which was nearly end, end of January mm-hmm. um, and they said I was going to be out for a, a, a good bit longer than that like um, just so I could get back with him, for him and the only game he played me in was that game against yeah. Arsenal I wasn't I wasn't in any spot before that I think it was the first game I was back and he put me straight in the squad for the Arsenal and he brought me on in the game mm-hmm. I was thinking oh he must must think I'm alright like, and I done alright the game and we were already 3 down at the time and you know we were done as far as the tie was concerned, like, and um, and then again, he never put me in the squad again, and he just didn't didn't like me from whatever it was from the get go. Like, he just didn't like me. Um, why I don't know because I didn't actually feel I was a troublemaker as such. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't go into train and take the make and do this and that whatever because for the for the first few months I did try. Um, but no, he didn't have me one bit, not one bit. Um, which I don't really know why because I never really done that wrong. So I remember even crazy coming in. And he came in in the January, or not January, in the summer. And then obviously I came back and I was trying to go to Doncaster time because Sean Andrews was at Doncaster and he still remembered me. And I was trying to get there and he was like, look, you can come. He was like, I think there were one, it was a two or three year deal that was trying to get there. And he, he was basically saying the deal was done, like, you just need to come. But obviously they didn't want to be paying a fee because they just, because obviously I was up next year. They were like, you're not playing there, just come. And uh, he wouldn't let me go to another championship team because in case I had done well you know and I was like are you kidding me like I'm not even going to be sitting on the bench here and you won't let me go to another championship team and um, he he said um, I remember Crazy coming in and I remember training with Crazy like I remember at the time when he came in I was still kind of I was was still feeling okay like I I wasn't letting it get to me as much so I was like I'm still training alright I was thinking there's not much between me and him here you know and I was thinking like I'm I'm getting on a second like I still have a chance like now Crazy, don't be wrong. Like I'm not saying I was going to very crazy with that unbelievable thing. Yeah. Players a joke. Like West Ham is a joke. Don't know how he hasn't gone back to England more and stuff like that. Like I think he's unbelievable. Mm. But like I'm just saying, at the time there wasn't much penis, and I think if he had given me a chance to train, I think. But like, but even then he'd gone look crazy play whatever. And I remember then um, he said, look, you can go, but it has to be someone lower. So I've gone right. So I'm looking for teams. My agent is barely trying but eventually goes up I can get I get you I have you a trial here at Crawley you can go and train with them see if they want you so I'm going right go down to Crawley happy days I know they were league two but they were kind of they were literally going to pay the same amount of money that I was going to be getting maybe less couple hundred euro that I was getting anyway so the way the wages drop wasn't going to be a big factor for me from actually championship to league two and that way so it didn't bother me so I was like right I'll go play so I went down there played a couple of training games um, scored the first one then we played Palace done well and then um, Steve Evans was manager. They said, "Look, we'll talk to your agent. We will get you get deal done if you want to come." Judith actually said, "I could go." In fairness to him, he said, "Look, you can go." But anyway, two, three, four days have passed. I'm thinking, well, "What's going on here? Like, why is it not done?" 
for a thing, waiting for him, and June called me into the office and said, look, it's not happening, whatever, something about your agent, it hasn't happened. Now, I didn't know what he meant. He didn't elaborate on what he meant by suck with the agent or whatever. And he just said, look, you, you're going to have to stay or try to find somewhere else. So I've gone grand. But it was actually a year later, I I went back on trial to Crawley a year later um, when um, uh, Sean O'Driscoll actually got the Crawley job. He got, mm. the, he got the job a year later. Um, this is when I'd actually gone from Ipswich and I went back there a year later and I'd only found out what happened the previous year. So the, the same scout, it was G. Evans, who had actually seen his brother, picked me up from the airport. And I said to him, I've gone, what happened last year? Because I go, I wanted to come. And he went, your agent happened last year. And he goes, what do you mean? like?" And he's gone, your agent um, was trying to get this, that and the other out of us for himself. And I was like, Greedy fucker. So, <laughs> you picking up the phone, bringing me and telling me this, like, and he was like, but that's not how it's done. Mm. I've gone, yeah, but like, I've literally lost a career in England there because I, I, I'd gone back to Ireland. I, I, I literally lost everything a year because nobody bothered to pick up the phone and ring me and say, you're right. Like, I couldn't for the life of me understand. Now, I wasn't with that agent anymore because I'd gone everything, but I was like, why did no one pick up the phone and ring me and say to me, he's been looking for this? I don't know what he was looking for. He was, I think he was looking for like 10 grand or something. I can't remember what he said. He was looking for something just to put in his own pocket. And I remember being like, how does no one how do they not say that to Paul June and Paul June say to me you need to speak to him or he's taking the piss out of you because he wanted me out anyway you know and I was thinking like was he happy enough just to see me screwed over and I just couldn't believe it like and then in a, to be fair the crawly thing wasn't meant to be because a year later when I went there went on trial Billy was there at the time actually Billy Clare yeah. and I went there on trial again same thing done great played on the Saturday I remember playing the last game on the Saturday I think it was like, or someone anyway and um Sean said to me, um, I'm going to get a contract done for you. Go back home, sort your stuff out. We'll bring you back over next week. And literally within the five days I got back home, he got the forest job and the club didn't take my contract up. I was just like, that's me done. I, I don't want to play again. Like, mm. no, I know I probably fast forward a bit there from when I left this way. That was just this, the crawly story all tied into one. That's, that's good. That, that was going to come up. So, you know, I've, you know, I'm trying my best on my research, but... Uh, I just want to quickly just go to the Arsenal game quickly and we'll go to everything else. Uh, that was, you know, that must have been a, a good day or good night in general. It, I know you didn't have a great relationship with Paul, but to have, you know, have opportunity to be in the squad against Arsenal, you know, Arsenal weren't mucking about with their, no, with no, their no. team, you know, Fabregas again, Van Persie, you know, some yeah, big names. I, mean, I, mean, I remember Wilshere actually said out for me, I can't yeah. remember what to say that game, yeah. you can see something else there. Mm. Um, but we... We um yeah like we we could have we, we, after the first leg I thought like we could if we just held out a bit more maybe we could have gave him a game um but like I mean to, to play on the pitch like, it was like I've never seen anything like it in my life it was just an absolute car but it was phenomenal like even in the warm up picking in the balls like it was just like this is this is it like this is what you want to be like it's unbelievable there's no excuse here you can't use there's literally like no excuse under the sun to misplace the pass or miscontrol it's just like it's just not happening like lower down the league's fair enough chapter but you can understand but that pitch there was just no excuse like it was it was unbelievable and it's still something I remember fondly now like I mean to play there is unbelievable sometimes when I see it on telly I just think like how did I manage to play there but like it's it was unbelievable like I was you know it was, it was great like even even though it was one of them things like you didn't really say it but even losing I'm still happy to have lost to play there you know as a young kid like but yeah, then of course you left town, you know, and you had the, all the crawly sort of stuff. You went, of course went returned back to to Ireland. Um, yeah. What What was your sort of 
your current situation, so you, you know your mindset and just you know your, how you're feeling. Do you know what? I I, I don't know, right? The I, I actually went on loan before I went back. I went on loan to Port Vale before mm-hmm. I came home. Went on loan to them. I remember there was two teams in for me, Port Vale, and there was another team in. I can't think. I don't know. If it was at Macclesfield or someone? They were battling League Two relegation. It might have been Macclesfield. They know it was, was was someone was there. I can't think the manager was there at the time. It's a loan player. And they wanted me to go there. And Paul Jew literally said to me, you can't go there, you have to go to Port Vale. And I remember the other place was closer. And I was thinking, why can't I go there? And he was like, no, you have to go to Port Vale. They want you as well. And I was like, but I can drive here every day. Like, And he was like, no, have to go to Port Vale. So I was like, great, grand, I'll go to Port Vale. I got up to Port Vale on the Friday. Mickey Adams got up there on the Friday. Um, I went in on the Friday, trained with the Reds because they had a game that night and I'd only just got there. I went in to see Mickey Adams before the game. They played a Friday night game. And I literally went into the office to Mickey Adams, right? Just gospel through, sat down with him and his assistant in, in, the, in the office. And he literally, literally said to me, so what's your name? <sighs> what? Yeah. And I've just Jesus. gone, are you having a laugh? I've gone, and he's gone, oh, where do you play? I've gone, This is a professional what? football club. <laughs> I've gone, like, why am I here? Like, yeah. why am I, like, why am I here? He's gone, at least he's got to be, we have a left back, he might get injured. If he does, I'll put you in the squad. He didn't put me near a squad. Like, I, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm not being funny, I was one of the best in training. And it did, It wasn't that hard, like, the, the squad wasn't great at the time. But he was just, it was just a running dog, he used to run us all the time. And I was very fit. And I was just like, I, I was just like, he doesn't even know who I am. Why did he say, why did you make me come here when this fella doesn't even know who I am, like? And, like, my, and then my agent, that's the same fella at the time we done the Crawley deal, like, he sent me there as well. He's like, oh, yeah, they want you. And I was like, he doesn't know my name. He doesn't know who I am. Like, I remember ringing him saying, he doesn't know my name. He goes, he does. He goes, he doesn't, he doesn't know where I play. And I said, left back. He goes, oh, we have a left back. Yeah, you could get injured. You get it. And he, I was just playing resi games. I'd literally gone from playing resi games at Ipswich, who were a championship team, to gone playing resi games for the League 2 team. And I've gone, how? And I, I, I think that's when I literally hit... Literally hit rock bottom, as mm-hmm. in confidence. I done, I done, and I tell you a story now. It's not even like yet. I ended up getting a place. I had to rent the place. I had to get, I had to pay for it myself because oh no, I didn't. So I, I, I got money from the club. But I had to pay for it. The club gave me the money back, but I had to rent off this fella. Um, it was just a whole of a place, and I'm training over there, and I'm living with um an ex girlfriend mine at the time, and there's this fella coming in, opening the door when he feels like it, right, coming in the gap and mixing stuff up in tin foil and leaving again. Right? It's the truth, like, I'm not even like it. I'm saying to the club, I goes, I have to get out of that house. You understand what I'm saying there, what this person is doing here in the gap? And um, he was like, yeah, but there's nowhere else for you to go. I'm like, there's this fella, and I remember ringing the letting agency, he goes, why is your landlord coming in? Do, like, you know what he's leaving here, like, it doesn't like a rocket science to know what he's doing, and he's just using this house, like. Is this for Port Vale, um, at Port Vale? Port Vale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I, and I, I was just turned around, I've gone back to the club, and go, I've had enough, I'm leaving. And, um, like, they didn't give a shit, like, because I wasn't playing anyway. Like, no one actually, I remember he actually, actually said to me at the time, he goes, if you actually stay over Christmas, you can start playing. I said, I'm not waiting for three weeks, you're having a laugh. I think I was only there two weeks, I'm gone, I'm gone. Oh, no, it was probably yeah, three or four weeks, I goes, I'm gone, it's not happening. And I went back, and um, you were like, what did you come back for? And I'm telling him, and you, I'm telling him, like, he doesn't know who I am, he's not going to play me, I'm doing myself more harm being there than not being there. Because not being not being played in the squad in the League Two teams, a lot of teams have not been in the squad in the Championship team. And he's gone, yeah, but sure, you have to be there and not play now, aren't you? And I've gone, yeah, but he's gone, yeah. Well, he goes like, if that's how you're going to be, then you might as well just fuck off. He goes, you can go home for Christmas there. And I've just gone right, and I went home for Christmas, 
and you know what I was gone then because I remember he left me training a few times when I came back I remember missing an open goal in training and I, my confidence had literally gone I was like a sh- yeah, I was I literally I was, I was trying to get away from the ball if I'd be honest with you I didn't want anything to do with it I couldn't couldn't get away from the ball quick enough and I remember uh, the club saying you have six months left or whatever do you want to, to, you, they, they, they give you a long slump or whatever and you can you can leave um, and I was just like yeah no problem and I did and I made listening to the wrong advice I was like I'll go home and come back over in the summer I'll get myself back in back in shape and mind thinking and I'll go back and I came back and I was a joke I came back here to play for Cork City I no more wanted to be here now um, didn't put any effort in didn't I just my head, I, I, and it wasn't intentional. It was just I was so it was, it was like I was broken. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just didn't, I couldn't, and I, that's why I have a lot of respect. People who come back and go back over, but I felt like I'd been through so much in just a couple of years that I just couldn't take the hammering anymore. And I just I didn't want to play. I think I was with Cork City for a few months and didn't really play. I was injured, but was I injured? I just didn't really want to be there. Then the thing with Crawley happened, and I was like, right. This is my chance. And I literally, from not doing a thing, picked it up, went over on trial. I still had this kind of natural fitness, done running over there, fine, perfect. Then the thing fell through with Crawley. And that was me done. I had I had no more interest. That was me done. I um, I think I went to Rovers over here, Samuel Rovers, for a few months. Um, didn't want to be there. Like It was literally just because Cork wanted to get me off their wages. I would have been one of the highest earners of time over here. Went to Rovers, got there. I think I played a couple of games. And then Dundalk wanted me to go to them before, like Dundalk quite successful over here, and they wanted me to go there at the end of that year. Um, but they were was really poor money. I said, no, I'm not going there. Not happening. Um, not 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 playing for that. I don't want to. I didn't want to play anyway. And I remember I actually didn't play for must have been a year. I just I had I literally went from I was from 2012 leaving Ipswich by 2013. I had no club, not even in Ireland. Not didn't didn't want to do a thing. Like I just complete depression, complete depression. Just either just gambling everything and depression didn't want to leave a room didn't want to talk to anyone nothing like and it was just horrendous horrendous time like yeah, definitely and like, you know you were young still at that point I think you are only like 23 or 24 or something like that so you're yeah I would have been chosen and I would have been, been, been still 22 okay. going on 23 because okay. I remember the year I left this was our, yeah when that city was league I was chosen as well so it would have been that year it would have been going on 23 yeah. so um, I was still 22 four months off 23 when I just I completely I just mine gone my head had just gone didn't deal with it at all like and um, that was it then it was just like I mean I played I, I did come back and play a couple of t- teams over here but it was it was for the sake of playing and I did enjoy it a little bit but I, ne- I never got back to a level like I always think even when I played the last couple of years just for like teams like here and I just think like I've, people oh you're playing well then I'm thinking oh I'm not you mad like what I was I remember when I had a few spells playing first team history, that was me playing well actually with a bit of confidence I never recovered that. I can honestly say, Jewel, literally, and I'm not really blaming him as such. I just think, because obviously you have a squad of 20 odd players, there's only so many people you invest in. The rest you don't want there. That's, it's not every club that way. But he, he did drag me down for a reason I never really understood why. And then obviously that thing with the, the tweet happened, and it was like, I didn't mean I didn't, I didn't mean it. And then he's coming back at me, and then it made me look like a twat. And I was like, I didn't mean for it to go. I, I, I'm not great in social media, especially for I don't know if you've had about. 23 to me life yeah. and that was one of my first ones and I didn't mean to say what I said and then obviously obviously it took off a little bit from there and then I had a bit of an argument with a couple of people but it was, it was unintentional you know mm-hmm. 
Um, that point then, I think he always felt like he had the upper hand on me because the club had said I couldn't say it bad against the club when I left and I didn't mean to because I never had that bad thing against the club the club I love still like the club now never had that bad thing against the club loved me time there um, it was just kind of me and him clash um, but it was what it was like he <laughs> he got his little dig back at me and then that was it like he had the last laugh he got rid of me to be honest like have you um, have you crossed his path ever since that, that day or no, no, geez, like, you know what, I never even, sure, like, I never even went back over to England, to be honest, like, since I left, I mean, only to Crawley on trial and stuff, that was it, never went back again, um, I, I went once other to North County, to Chris Bonnier one time, actually, begging him for a trial, begging him, and he just ignored me, he oh. brought me up for training him one time, he said I'd come back for pre-season, and he ignored me, and I was like, fuck, and I was like, what, do, why don't people just tell you stuff up front, like, and I love Chris, he got on great with him. Um, unless you know, it's just uh, crazy time. Like it's, um, it was just, it was what it was. What it was like, and I, in fairness, I hadn't known enough people to to help me to try and even get trials or go in another direction because Ben Thatcher would have been closest with. I, I stopped. He kind of fell out with me over the thing that happened. So if someone was going to help me, it would have been him. And he wasn't doing it. And then once you don't play for a certain amount of time, I sat there not playing for too long on the duel. Like that year of not playing, and that's you done. Like you know what I mean? Um, like if I, if I cause I remember bumping into Chris. Um, I remember when I went, actually went to Las County. What he said to me he goes, I remember being up in the stand. Like and when I was playing towards the end of my first season, he said West Brom were there watching you. Like they were coming the next season to watch you again. Like they couldn't understand why you weren't playing. They were literally sending the scouts. So I goes, How do they go from West Brom sending the scouts here to not being slow when they're at his squad? Like it's just. I still can't wrap my head around some aspects of it, you know, but I, I always think I was too quiet, especially under a rise time. Like, I never questioned that. Like, he'd leave you with a squad for two months, and I wouldn't even question why. Like, I, I've done enough in this previous... Like, you look at kids now, they burst on the scene, and they keep playing them, and that's how they progress, you know? It was like... It's like with Connor as well. Like, Connor, Connor under Roy was, like, in and out, play 15 minutes, wouldn't play in and out. Then, Jewel gave him a run of games, and all of a sudden, he started to shine, you know what I mean? And... You know, I think I think if you if you give game time, you're going to play, and I just think that was. I think where I was left out was small, but I think bringing in Sparky to play left back when his legs were gone in 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 a game when I was one who would lord forward and get back to why you want Sparky there to just sit there. I just thought you took everything away from the team by doing that, and even I could even Jamie Peters on the other side. He didn't play Jamie when Jamie would sprint up and back, and I just remember thinking we were literally flying for you, and you just took us out for no reason, you know. Without an explanation, and if you ask for an explanation, you'd be just told where the door was. You, you said that, you know, Joel got the last laugh, um, but I don't, I don't think he did in a sort of way in terms of his, his time at town. He, you know, was pretty pretty rubbish. Like, I, as a fan, he he made me quit my season ticket because I went, you know what? Did he? Yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't watch you, his football. You can understand why, because what I never got with him, right, mm. and I never, I never got with him, is that the lads would lose on a Saturday, right? Which is grand. The lads would lose on Saturday. And he would he would abuse us on the Sunday. He would run us to the ground. I mean, now, toughest session you would do would be with him on the Sunday. He would, like, he, he, he and he'd be taken out. And us, I'm thinking, we weren't there. If maybe you gave us a chance, we might do something better for you. And he, you know what I mean? I, I, like, I, I couldn't, and I remember then one time, there was another time, um, we had a day off. It was like a Wednesday. And I came in to train. Now, this is, in fairness, he has an argument for maybe I should have stayed, but I came in and my head was gone and I came into training and it was only, no one told me we were off. They, they never told me, I was the only one who was told we weren't off. 
And I came in and I'm there like, why didn't anyone tell me we were off the next day? Like, do you know what I mean? And he gone, and I think one of his, his assistants, Sean, something, is like, I can't remember the second name. He was there and he gone, oh, you can train with the academy lads. I go, I'm not training with the academy lads. I go, everyone else is off. I'm going home. I went home, came in the next day and he's fucking abused me. Like, you don't, you think, who the fuck do you think you are going home? I'm just like, everyone, everyone else was off. Every single, I mean, people who didn't play as well, they were all off. And I was the only one he didn't tell. And I didn't do that to him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I just think the way he used three people was disgusting, like, the way he talked to people, like, and um, I, 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 I was never, although I wanted to tell him to do well, I was buzzing that he didn't really do well under him. And I was actually, um, because I didn't think he deserved it the way he treated some people like myself, Colin Healy. He just, he just like, gone, like, as if you were dirt off the end of the shoe. And, like, it was kind of our lives, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you could have just helped us along to find another team or helped me along to find another I was still young enough. It could have been like you could have helped me or told me to do something else instead of just treating me like a piece of dirt because that's what he was like. He was just literally like a piece of dirt. And when he called me into his office, sometimes he was just to abuse me and send me back out. Just for no reason. And then obviously he doesn't understand. Then that's you getting lower and lower and lower, and you don't even realise what you're doing because when I started even gambling, I what how I started gambling was because I started doing it at three o'clock on a Saturday because I was used to being involved in squads on a Saturday, mm. and I just went, oh look, I started doing this. And that was what I was. I, I kind of go, oh, every Saturday I'll do this and I'll be coupon then instead of actually being involved in the team. And that's how quick then it changes your mentality. Like, you know, you start to accept it instead of fighting. And I was too quiet. I didn't put up a fight with him. And then I think that, I think the best way to describe him is that he's a bit of a bully and that I didn't fight him on certain things. I think then he knew he could get the upper hand on me. Would I have been good enough overall? I don't know because Crazy was a miles better player than me overall. But I felt I could have went down to another club and done well had he just given me the opportunity to train properly and give me the time of day you know what I mean instead of having to be the, the way he was with me and probably a few others like definitely and you, you know that's understandable to say the sort of the gambling side is like you know you're used to playing you know every on a Saturday at 3 o'clock and now you're not you know there's nothing really much to do and yeah. I agree with what you say about when you when he came in you were like one of the Roy Keane boys and you because you're upset about it he probably went he's not going to really like my management so he's probably discarded you straight away which I think is just unfair really that's what I feel I, like I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I, could, I remember being really nervous about meeting him and I remember I remember met him in the canteen uh, that's where I met him and um, that was the first thing he said to me I think it was Luke Hyman at the time when he, when he bumped into him I think we were in the gym we were coming from the gym or going to the gym or something at the time and um, he I remember that was the first thing he said to me and I remember I remember, I remember thinking of like, like I think I'm up against the wall here already like and um he just and I, I but I always look back at him thinking like it's because I had a bit of loyalty to Roy because of what he done for me mm-hmm. and had he been like that, I would have had the same to him because that's just that's just football now he'd been in it enough times to know that's how it works surely like you know and I just think he just didn't he didn't take to me and I and the thing was I never I was never someone who was a troublemaker I was probably too quiet if anything so for him to to pick single me out to be like that I just think it was. I just never understood why, you know, and it might have been just because of that fact. Because I, I liked, I, 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 I was, a, I was a Roy fellas, and because like I, I was got he left, he left, you know, and obviously that's just the way it was. Like, but I, I wouldn't, I would have still done the same for him if he'd given me a chance. And I felt he was at the arse thing, and then all of a sudden he just left me out again, and never. But then again, I never went in and asked why. He just left me out completely, never put me in the squad. Like, um, but at the time I would have been training okay, but he just, he just didn't. Didn't didn't want it like you know, but then I think like he brings in, you have the young lads there, but like you're bringing in Lee's Lee Bowyer who is I love Lee like top lad, but like 
wasn't going to change change the world. Wasn't going to change your mm-hmm. change the way. Even Jimmy, Jimmy was only going to give you a few months. He wasn't going to change the aspects of your team. Karen definitely wasn't going to change the aspects of the team. Like you're bringing in people who are only going to get you by for a couple of months. Do you know what I mean? When you already had the likes of Chuck and Grant Leppard in there who were experienced enough to do the job, you were trying to bring these other lads in to do like, you know. That that was the I problem. Guess I never understood. Yeah. The, 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 the route he was trying to take as a manager like was he, he was trying to kind of get rid of all, like Luke in fairness the one thing I say about Luke in fairness him, he, he was not having Luke one bit and Luke in fairness him changed his mind and I remember thinking how can I get like how do I feel like Luke can change his mind and um, Luke did end up getting in there and in fairness like loads of respect for Luke for doing that like as Luke was on the way out as well like only for he managed to, I think maybe because there was a spot in that position in midfield that Luke might have got the nod because of that but it's in fairness Luke worked really hard to get that as well like. that, that was a problem of like Jules teams it was lone players and experienced players at the end of their careers and you're just thinking like, they're not here they're not the long term future you know players like yourself and like Luke you know you're young you're hungry you want to be playing and you know I think a lot of fans were frustrated with that because you're like Okay, you know Jimmy Jimmy Bollard. He did really well in these month, six month loan spell. You just know he's at the end of his career. He's not gonna give you that that future. You know what you need. You know in two years time, like he's not gonna be here in two years time. You know players like Luke Hyam, who was there two years later when his pool's gone. So it's, yeah, it's a weird yeah. time during his tenure. And yeah, but he didn't. He didn't care. I remember him after one game. I think the lads came back and said. They lost the weight to someone, and he came. They they said in the in the dressing room, he could he they heard him saying to your Hutch's assistant, going like, "I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this." And I remember I was still there at the time when I was thinking, "Oh, he's going to walk. Please walk." And he didn't. Like he he stayed on. Um, but I was thinking like he 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 didn't he did like he never struck me as someone. He obviously cared, but he didn't strike me. He, he struck someone who it, it didn't bother him that much. You know, I think it more annoyed him the fact he was losing that was hurting his reputation instead of hurting the clubs. Mm. I don't think so because yeah for, for under Mick McCarthy you know he gets a lot of criticism Mick you know at the end of his career or at the end of his management at town but you know the first few years you know keeping us up you know in the first place and then bringing in a few you know players of course once again he had to bring in loans and freebies but you know he still did a job and you know he brought in some other players here and there that have done well you know he brought Daryl back you know permanently yeah like, like, like when I was there when I was there my first year when I came in that time it felt like a Premier it felt everything felt like it was a Premier League club going mm. to be in the Premier League soon you know what I mean yeah. it felt like there was a little bit of people, like the, the right people I don't know did Roy's um, kind of I don't know what the word is because I remember Lee Martin came to you man. remember Lee Martin who's, who was there yeah. Yeah. He, he signed for us and I remember him telling me a story that like Sir Ferguson told him 
do not go there. Basically, he said, like, you're, you're, you're ruined if you go there. And I remember, um, obviously, Lee, about a year later, going, like, obviously, he was right, wasn't he? Because I, I should have listened to him. Because, in fairness, like, Lee didn't get anything out of that time with Roy, because Roy just kept hammering him, and he, he ended up going alone somewhere, didn't he? And, so, Lee yeah. went, and I think that he took a bit out of him as well. But I remember, like, I think Roy's relationship with other managers didn't help him. Mm-hmm. I think he only had, a, I think it was Harry Redknapp gave him lads from Spurs. I think he got a few lads from Sunderland, Nick David and Daryl. I think Steve, it was, was Steve Bruce up there? I think Steve Bruce was the one yeah, kind yeah, of helping so. him out as well. He only had a limited amount of managers that were literally dealing with him all the time. It was never a broad kind of circle, you know? And I wonder, was it because he had kind of friction with people like... Because the club, the club was... Like it was there. If we got if we got promoted that time, I think you know, like especially the second season when we were going well, I thought we could have pushed on a bit more. Um, obviously, we didn't start. Like I remember the crowds because I was obviously only I only came the first year. And I remember the crowds for the first few games of his first of his first proper season there. And I mean, we dropped in thirty thousand. Yeah. I remember watching them dwindle down slowly down to the twenties. You know, from thirty odd like. Because um, the crowds were there for the team, like it's just they didn't deliver, like. Yeah, because he was such a big name, and like we thought, you know what, you know, we'll we'll just put that, you know, when Jim Jutton got, you know, got the boot. Um, but you know, Roy Keane, what a name! We thought, okay, here we go, we're gonna, you know, got you know a new owner who's been in. I think Mark Evans only been in charge of the club for like two years, so he this could be the chance. And of course, he gave Keane, you know, Roy Keane some money to spend, and he of course he did, he he did that. Didn't, he didn't do the way. I can never understand right he made enemies out of his players which I suppose you did with me but like I, I was only I suppose I well, not, not other people but Roy made enemy out of players that were pros seasoned pros who've done it who were, who you could trust and rely on you know what I mean like you making it out of me and a couple other people didn't bother me he had people he was bringing in but Roy's making enemies out of Pablo Cunago David Wright um, Owen Garvin and you're thinking like Pablo Canago is loved. He's a goal scorer. Yeah. You literally everything you want in a man. Like, and why? And I love Pablo. Like Pablo used to bring me to train when I lost my car that time. He drove me in. Like, and the man was as calm. He just like not like, like, like what butter wouldn't melt. Like, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't understand his problem with him. Ben Thatcher, like massive problem with Ben. Now I know he was injured a bit, but he would he would have been more fitter more if he was if he would have got a game. And it was just a massive problem with Ben. I was thinking, the man has played in the Premier League practically his whole career. He's solid as a rock, tough as nails, like, and wouldn't play him. Like, these people are, well, there were points here. Like, even Gar- Gareth, to a certain extent, Gareth didn't get a lot of football. He was actually playing about 160 games by the time he was 19 or 20. Yes, man. You don't do that if you're a bad player. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's yeah probably the problem with Roy's time at the club. You know, he made a lot of enemies very quickly. Um, and then, David Wright, David Wright, I think was yeah. I know you loved Roy. I thought yeah. what a pro David Wright is, and he had a problem with David Wright. How, how could anybody have a problem with David Wright? <laughs> yeah. How could anybody like? You know, and I just think they were they were people that I really liked. I was thinking like second hand, like oh, these are people that I would like if I was picking a team. If I was the manager, I would I would have been playing them. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe Snatch might have been gone towards the second half season with his legs or whatever, but, like, I would have had him in the squad. would have had him in and around the place. Like, I would have had him, like, you know, he was just so good for the group. I wouldn't have got rid of him. I wouldn't have made him leave because he was so, everyone loved him. He was so good for the group. Like, 
and um, you just you're, you're getting rid of people who literally make other people happy. And it's just you have to, you have to have the certain amount about yourself to go. Look, I have to put my own pride aside there and leave the lads get on with it. You know. Have you? Have you? I remember, um, I remember sitting on a breakfast table with Ben Thatcher, and it was a day where only the injured players were in, and it was only me and Snatching at the time. Like we're having breakfast, and I've come in. And me and Snatcher are having breakfast and they sat down, make us a f- cup of tea sound, will you? So I've gone, right, you've gone over to make the tea, get us a bottle of cup of tea, like, and Ryan's come in. It's only me, Snatch, and Ryan the canteen. And he's gone, I hope you're not sitting with him here. Yeah? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Like, he's gone, I've told you about him, told you not to be talking to him. And I've gone, all right. Um, so <laughs> I've, got, I've made the two cups of tea. I've brought back, I've snatched his cup of tea and I've sat at the table right across from him, right? And Ryan's got over, I think one of the assistants come in as well and he's sitting with them and Snatch is turning around going, what the fuck are you doing, Stan? Fucking something wrong with me or something. I'm going, shut up, shut up, shut up with you. And uh, I've got to shut up talking and eventually the boys have left and they've gone, they've not let me sit with you. He's gone, yeah, I know, yeah, I fucking have to embarrass you, didn't I? And, like, he didn't give a shit, he was such a nice fella, like, mm. but like, he was only doing that to wind him up, he wasn't doing it to wind me up, you know? But obviously, to put me in that awkward position to go back to the table and have to literally put my cup of tea... It's only me and him there as players. And I've had to go and put my cup on a different table, like, you know, in madness, like... Yeah. Have you, um, have, you sp- been, have you spoken to Roy since, you know... That, 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 no, I have not. I, I, the last time I spoke to him was when... Do you know what, now? The last time I spoke to him was when I was in his house, but I came across him once other... My, my friend would be a big fan of his. He's done a Q&A here okay. with Nicky Butt in literally the year after he left. Okay. And um, I wasn't really playing with Cork at the time. In general, I wasn't playing. And he was walking off and I think he spotted me and I just said, all right, Gaffer. And he, the only words he said to me was, you can't get a game with that team and just kept walking. <gasps> didn't stop, didn't do anything. That's all wow. he said to me. And I was like, yeah, sums that up, yeah. yeah. No bother. Um, <laughs> No you've um you've named you name checked a lot of players there. Is what are the the key players that were you know you really got along with? You know you said Ben Thatcher, of course, controversial sort of friendship with him. But you know any other players that you you want to sort of? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose like the young lads would have been uh, because I was only close with Rowan and so I was close with the young lads when I was um, going there. But Jack Colback um, would have been one of my best friends. Went on holidays with him as well. Like he would have been very close to mine. Um, he's top lad, like a mad fella. I love him. Um, I actually, I actually lost contact with Jack. Believe it or not, I've only recently got back contact with him. Okay. I told him I won't be losing his number again. Yeah. Um, tell him I'm straight, I'm straight over to him when this lockdown is over. Um, so he'd be a very good friend of mine. Like a good time for Jack. He's he was he was one of them lads who came in unknown but felt like he was part of the group. Um, always gave us all. You know, I was, I was good when he went back to Sunderland. But I was good. I was delighted to see he's done so well. Like in felt like he's got a bit of a raw the last couple of years to be honest with you yeah. he should be playing where, where, wherever, wherever he is mm-hmm. a good player yeah he's a great player I love playing with him just he's always one of the people you know way to the pass like he just always gave it a right way to pass on the ball like so many people put it behind you or too far in front he's just one of them things where people just wait well, didn't he get player of the air when he was yeah, on the he did year. yeah he did that, yeah that was, he yeah. was uh, yeah great, great lad like great lad and fucking great lad couldn't speak high enough I think he's one of the best players maybe just for cheer Passing, like able to get a goal, he was he, engine like you wouldn't believe. Like you know, he kind of do everything for you. Just I think he was unlucky with just not getting the right breaks. Yeah. Now he got to got to Newcastle from Sunderland, and I think Benitez then might have killed him going there. I think mm. Benitez had his own views and what, but I think he's on loan at Newcastle or South Forest for the two years. But years, yeah. um, his contract's up this year, so somebody be lucky enough to get him next year. Hopefully, yeah, there he's a, he's a he'll be a, a 
very cheap player to bring in, you know, is a, not wages, but in terms of a free transfer, that's, you know, oh, yeah, the championship like, club. Yeah, because they're not bringing enough for me to go. If I'm a championship manager, I think there's no way I'm not taking him. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's a good player. Like, he, he's done very well at Forest last year. Did? I watched a lot of their games last yeah. year and uh, he's very good for them. I might be a little biased because he's my body like that. <laughs> like, he's, I think he's an exceptional player. Like. Yeah. Um, now, of course, now you're, you know, you're back in Ireland. Um, you know, you mentioned a few, you know, the Irish clubs you played for, but you, you feel like, you know, football is now, it's, it's gone now for you, you know, in terms of playing and stuff like that. You know, you, you said you feel like you yeah, lost I mean, most of your ability because of, I, you know. I suppose I'm smart in the ways where I went because I always look back, I, I'm one of them people that, I, I think I have a good memory, but I'm one of them people as well that finds it very hard to let things go. And I think the, the interesting really great on me, like yeah. where I, I felt I should have done more. I always look back and I was thinking, why didn't I do more? Why didn't I speak up more? But I suppose hindsight is one of them things that obviously it's for a reason that, you know, hindsight is thing you can't go back in time, unfortunately. But um, I, still, I still always feel like I failed and it always great to me. And all people go, oh, you didn't. But I was, I did. And it always great to me. But I I never recaptured the love for it once I left. And once the kind of crawly thing fell through the second time, I just thought, that's me. I can't take any more of it. It was kind of more, it was more knock, knock, knock instead of, being able to push on, you know, and I always felt like if I got a better contract that time when I signed, because I did feel I deserved a better one than I got, mm. because I was I was played more than people who were on a lot lot more money for me, and I wasn't looking for ten grand a week. Don't me wrong, I wasn't looking for loads. I was just looking for a bit more than what he was offering me. And um, he, I, I just felt if he had set me up, because if he had set me up a little bit more financially, I would have been able to stay and go and try the clubs. But because because mm. the money they had paid me was only six months of my wages anyway, I would have been only spending the money that I would have needed to live, mm-hmm. where I didn't I didn't actually have money where I would have been able to go, oh, well, look, I can go and try a disco, that cup, that cup, while still being able to live. And I think that was my problem, that I had to try and go home to save money to then try and go back or do this or that, which it didn't work out in the end. It was the wrong plan altogether. But um, that's why when I came out, I never, I never fell in love for it. I never wanted to go back. Um, still miss it terribly. I miss, miss training full-time terribly. But I think the the Irish, the Irish football is not English football, and I think the thing is it was never professional over here. Especially when I first came back, it was like chalk and cheese. You couldn't 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 compare it to. I went from training in the morning to training at six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. Um, it's a different. Like lads are working. You know, we are still getting paid all right to be able to do with your full time, but it's like lads are coming from work. It's different. Like pitches. Like, over here now it's a lot better than it was six or seven years ago, but I. I kind of gave up on it a few years ago. I was only playing part-time for the last two years anyway, you know, just for the enjoyment of it instead of for the, you know, the actual competitiveness of wanting to do this or wanting to do that, you know. In, in between playing part-time football, what were you sort of doing work-wise then? I actually got a job in the port okay. doing, um, bringing containers off ships, just like driving machines, bringing it down. I actually... It was the closest thing to a football environment I got because the lads were unbelievable cracking there. Now, I'll be honest with you, we used to work Saturdays for a lot of the time, the first time I was there. And I remember, I, I think I cried about four times on a Saturday, three o'clock, I looked at my watch thinking, like, what am I after doing there? Yeah. Um, like, I honestly did, I think, fucking hell, like, how was I three o'clock kicking off? But I used to always think three o'clock kicking off Saturday, and here I am, like, on a 12-hour shift, or it was like Saturday, it was like a nine-hour shift, or it was kind of short shift, but... Some shifts there were 20, 24 hours. Like, it was, like, horrendous weeks. It was 60, 70 hours a week. Um, like, honestly, it was a proper hard graph. Like, and... Um, I, but I, I, the, the, only, the only downside was the hours because the job was great. I actually enjoyed machine stuff. I enjoyed the lads. It was great banter. Like, it was... Uh, 
it was a close thing to win the football and everything yeah. against it because that's what you miss. You see, it's the the banter with lads and you know someone taking the piss out of you. Really, that's kind of <laughs> what you miss. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, you 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 know still young lads. You know, in terms of you know when you're at Ipswich and stuff like that, so the banter and everything like that, flying around and. You know stuff like that. You know what's what other you know jobs have you had to do during your time? You know you did well. You did well at Waterford, I think it was. Um, you know you won the league or player of the year there as well. But yeah, I mean I was lucky enough. The teams I I, I think I, the sure four years I played for the Kings back here. I got player of the year. That I actually I was playing properly for them, which was a plan. Was saying you're playing well. And I was like oh, I'm not really like it's just you know I, I'm a shell of what I used to be. You know, um, but I. I enjoyed it in the extent, especially kind of you know the Waterford year we won the league was enjoyable. It was nice for them because they hadn't been up in a while. And I actually bumped into Darren Murphy actually because he came back training with them for okay. a couple of times because he was home for the summer. So I bumped into him there and I was thinking, "Fucking hell, it's chocolate cheese! You're going back up the forest and I'm training here for your hometown club." It was great, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but he was a sound lad, like a lot of very good lad. Um, but I just I I, I kind of. It, it, it was good. It was good to play back here for them clubs. Like even Cobra Amber as a team in Cork, there was nice play for them because they're trying to get somewhere. And it was nice to be able to involve trying help younger lads play. But that was that was about it. Um, you know, and then young enough, I suppose. Yeah, but I suppose when when you kind of get to where you were there, it's it's. I think a lot of people can kind of let it go where I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't differentiate between the leagues, and I just felt like I was always sending myself short and short and shorter. By by playing lesser levels and not being able to live up to what I could do because of my confidence, I never was able to get it back again. Even small things like never able to get it back, which I don't always say more about me or what. I just it was just something I couldn't do for, for some reason. I'm sorry to bring up your age now. You're now 30. You know what? What's what are you? You know, say you. I've seen that you played for Rabblers last year. Um, yeah. You sort of like not really wanted to play football anymore. Is it more now looking? You know, future. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of both because um, I I tell you I it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of um, efforts to play kind of for Cove or someone down here. Yeah. You know, we're talking training two three times a night, if two times three times a week if the game's on a Saturday, twice a week if it's on a Friday, yeah. and then you're you're kind of travelling around the country for kind of next to nothing really, yeah. and you're at the minute now because I kind of work. And I finish in the afternoon, and my partner is going to do a job who works from two to ten. And we have two kids, so trying to get out of the house is near impossible Monday to Friday. So it's kind of one of them things where look, you just have to nearly nip it in the bud, which I don't really want to do because I did. I kind of it's one of them things people don't tell you when you hit thirty. Like I was grand all along, twenties miles left. I'm young, young. But actually, when you actually turn thirty, you say I'm thirty. You kind of start to think shit. <laughs> And that's kind of how I felt in the last, because I was only two weeks ago at Turner, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, um, I kind of feel like I'm missing out a little bit now. I think I actually wouldn't mind playing for another couple of years at some level, or just doing something. So I think it might be something I'll look at when it's out, because I kind of let myself get a bit unfit, so I won't really get myself real fit again, trying to just think, look, I might just play for a couple of years, because it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks there, and I'm thinking, I'm not having that now, expect that. So I might try and play for a couple more years, and yeah. see what I have left with me. Yeah. Well, um, thank you very much, Shane. I think... I don't want to take too much of your time up. Cause it's... I'm probably bored at the air off. I didn't think I'd, I'd take no. you that long. I'm sorry about that. No, no, that was really enjoyable. I'm sure, you know, town fans will will be interested to hear, you know, you know what you've got to say. Because, of course, you know, as I said, there's a few town fans who still mention you in terms of, you know, that, that Leicester game and just you, you as a player as well. Because it was just such a strange sort of thing when you left. It was sort of like, oh, he's gone. And, like, we never really... Yeah, I, was, I 
because yeah. I, um, I loved the, the fans they were always very good even people you meet in the street they were always very nice it was one of the places that was just people were just nice you know like other places in England you wouldn't get that like I think it's because it was like a town it was quite close knit people were just very friendly and nice to you and it was just kind of one of them places like you know, anything there was nothing to do with the fans and the club it was always very amicable people were nice even, the club, even if you weren't doing well as a team the fans were always very supportive and nice to you and I always that always just stood out to me you know I always felt like they were always very behind you did you um, did you live in Ipswich or did you live like in one of the no I lived in Ipswich I lived down in the marina there oh, yeah. um, right, right in the close to Isaacs yes um, loved it balcony the sun used to be blazing in on top of me um, absolutely loved. I think that's what I missed most about it was that apartment it was what a place to live when yeah. during the summer there wow definitely. it was a lovely place like yeah. Yeah. He's definitely good. But um, are you? Do you speak? Are you, you've name checked a few players you still speak to now. Is there any more players you still sort of speak to during your days at town? No, I don't. Because when my head went south there when I left, mm. I didn't really keep in contact with many people. Yeah. Friends with a few of my favourite. I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to a lot of them. Um, actually, no. Changed up a little bit. He's yeah. friends with my partner's dad. I I um, bumped into him a few times. I spoke to Gary a few times. Uh, met up with Damo obviously a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I see Ronan. Uh, now and then we go we've been on holiday we've gone nights yeah. out when we can but obviously he still plays back here with Sligo so his time is very limited compared to mine at the minute um, and Jack obviously I'll see Jack now as soon as this is over yeah. um, you know um, see what see he's at he's, he's been doing alright there for himself so uh, he, 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 he keep giving up the check for the food anyway that much yeah, uh, thanks for your time mate and uh, have a good one keep safe right, from true crime to football, Brexit to Oakville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. channel